Patty Jenkins should go to a diner and get a um, Patty Melt named after her because her name is just like perfect. I, I want to go to a diner and be like, can I get the Patty Jenkins, please? It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, Wonder Woman lassos us to tell us the truth about her new movie. Ooh, yes, she will. We're all tied up. Uh, Spider-Man's animated show debuts its first footage for Mm, us. Yes, sir. I'm really interested to hear what you think about that one later. Uh, there's a murder on the Orient Express. Oh, is there, Chris? There is. It's a trailer of a movie about an Agatha Christie novel. I don't know. <laughs> it's in there. And more. Yes, and we will uh, later explain why we're even talking about uh, that movie to begin with. We found a loophole to get to get it into the podcast, but <laughs> it's a relatively light news week, and I don't know if that's just because it's kind of the beginning of summer it's this weird thing that happens with superhero news since we've kind of been on it for you know a little over a year now. Um, I guess close to a year and a half. Yeah, we're coming up where, on a year and a half. More yeah, where actually you get all of, you get all of your big news and your big reveals at either very specific points during the year, like at conventions and comic cons and stuff like that, or you get it out of like certain months span before the movie movie even comes out so all of these movies right now are coming out this summer so we're kind of looking out for the news for the next summer movies that'll be maybe towards in the fall end of the summer and stuff like that so every once in a while like if, if we're not getting like leaks or something coming out about movies coming out you sometimes you get these lighter weeks that's okay because our first news topic is something you know we spent our weekend doing uh, with with the Wonder Woman coming out this week. But first and foremost, Mike, I want to know what else you did. Like you went and saw a movie on a Saturday. How does that rearrange your whole weekend normally <laughs> after normally watching them on a Thursday? Well, um, uh, th- this household, the week has been very busy, uh, especially for my wife. This is what we call a. Um, uh, what, what, what would we call this? This is kind of like a writer fellowship season. So she's trying to kick kick the door down in Hollywood and get into a writer's room somewhere. So one avenue you can do that is through these things called fellowships, which are kind of like paid internships if I just wanted to very easily explain them, but just ex- very, very exclusive, thousands of applications, only small number of people picked. Like I'm talking like four or five people. So there's a lot of different ones and they all kind of are due around the same time out here in this town. So she was working really hard on that stuff. And it was actually really funny because just before we sat down and recorded this podcast, she was just kind of like wandering aimlessly around the apartment, just going like, I don't know what to do with myself. All of my, all of my deadlines are all done and passed and I got everything submitted. So she's like, I don't know what to do. And I was just like, go watch Man in the High Castle on Amazon. You like that show. So mm-hmm. uh, all is... Um, all was fine out here in the in the Royer household. Uh, I threw up a a web comic earlier oh. this week. When I'm calling throw up. I didn't know what was going to follow. <laughs> no, that one, I I, th- I threw up on the internet, which is apparently above me, so I have to throw it up there. Uh, a new web comic over at pickledcomics.com. So I'm calling this at least to myself the summer of web comics, just for no reason at all. Uh, it's not like I am a teacher uh, like your wife. 
and I have the summer off. I'm just like, I just need some sort of season that I can attribute my uh, my work to. So hopefully I'll be putting up a new comic every week. So I'd look out, I'd look out for that. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna harass you every week until I see my comic. So <laughs> hopefully hopefully you you put those up regularly because I like to see them. I like I well, hope everybody else well, watches. Well, them. thank you, Chris. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I I just want to say I went out and um, I, I went and got my first. Uh, DC comic book uh, trade and and it's a hard it's actually a collection of like everything in the story arc called the Sinestro Core War from Green Lanterns mm. and it the cover price on this thing it's huge it's like an oversized book it's um a hundred dollars but I was able to get it for like thirty three oh at, nice at a half price books and it was brand new unopened still sealed uh, it was very cool to go through and look at so a uh, big shout out to my friend Jeremy I don't know if he's even listening but. Uh, for helping me find that at, at the store this weekend and, and doing that. And then um, uh, I'm starting an art project in my office um, based Ooh. on um, – I'm finally going to decorate my office after being there pretty much, I guess, a year and a half, just as long as we've done the show. Well, no, longer, a little longer than we've done the show. We've done the show two and a half years almost. I can't even keep track anymore. Wow. <laughs> so I've only been there a year and a half, so I'm ready to decorate my office. And um, I, I like to create a Marvel Cinematic Universe wall collage. Uh-huh. Of all the posters, so I've been going through and trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. I've got a bunch of regular Inhumans posters here in the office. I'm going to put up and, and stuff like that. So if anyone has any decorating tips on on posters, <laughs> buy cheap frames because frames are so expensive. Well, Please it took us a, it took us over 124 episodes of Superhero Slate before we started asking for our audience for decorating tips. But there you go. Yeah, well, God, <laughs> please help me. I need it. I need it so bad. But um. But other than that, um, I, I guess in the pop world, everyone likes to know when I, when I have some pop news here. Uh, I've got my first what's called a Chase edition I found in the wild this weekend. I don't even know what that is, Chris. So are you familiar with the idea of variant comic books? Yes. So Chases are variant pop vinyls that have hmm. like um, some sort of differentiation, like maybe a different paint job, a different pose, different something about them. Mm-hmm. That And they're limited to either like 1 in 6 or 1 in 36. But like you never know if that's even going to be in the box you order. Oh, or, so are the, so are those usually like the clear ones or the gold ones or things like they, that? They they can be, yeah. Um, okay, it's like I have um a couple Chase ones, I believe. Of uh, my Star Lord is an unmasked Star Lord of a Chase mm. that I got. But I found my first one in the wild um, at a Walgreens uh, this week oh, while I was out nice. of work, and it's actually a Spider-Man one. And the Chase variant is the Miles Morales color scheme. Oh, cool. And paint job. So um, as much as like Ultimate Spider-Man, it was really cool to, to see that. And I'm like, I don't really want to trade this away. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool looking dude. So um, there was that. So that, that's about all I got for, for 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 my weekend, Mike. It's been. We've already recorded one show. Now we're on our second show of a very light news week. Kind of kind of concerning me here, but I guess if you're ready, let's just jump into it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we just recorded our spoiler cast on Wonder Woman. And um, we're here to kind of give you a spoiler-free thoughts and impressions on what we thought of the movie here. Uh-huh. So um, if you want to listen to, if you've seen the movie, you want to listen to our, our full uh, spoiler-filled show. You, you subscribe to us on iTunes; it'll be right there. Head over to YouTube, find it on the playlist. But I think the consensus between the both of us is we had a good time. Yes, exactly. Which is surprising for us <laughs> in a DC movie. Um, something I didn't bring up there, but I was going to bring up here. The movie's made $100 million at the box office this weekend. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, you were surprised it didn't break any records. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of more surprised this one didn't break any records this weekend. Um, it being, again, the best, what well, I think the best DC Extended Universe movie, 
it's still the lowest money making one of the four on mm-hmm. opening weekend so far still. Yeah, well so. you said uh, you said you think this movie has legs and it's going to be yeah. it's going to keep making more money over the summer. I think that's a smart a smart uh, um, idea and I think that's going to happen as well. Yeah, I think word of mouth. I mean, if you guys are on the fence about it cuz we we were on the fence about it. Lord knows if you followed us through all these episodes, you know that we were on the fence about this movie. <laughs> yeah. We are, we are very pleasantly surprised. So if you if you get your movie advice from us, which please don't take all your advice from us. We are not <laughs> great role models. I think you go see it. Go watch it in the theater. Yeah, we're just two dudes that uh, uh, enjoyed the action scenes. Uh, I love the way Wonder Woman fought. There's an awesome scene in the movie where she really kicks that lasso in the high gear that's really stuck into my in my brain. Uh, I love the way she rumbles. It reminds me of the way kind of Captain America fights. So I really I really dug that. Um, a, a, a cool but kind of straightforward story. Uh, some issues with the with the third act, but we kind of both agree. You know, every superhero movie kind of has that problem, with few exceptions. So this is exactly what DC needed. Uh, they just needed to not offend us, and I think they actually did better than that. They actually gave us a good movie. So. Um, not not necessarily groundbreaking, but if this is actually where the DC universe is going to jump off from here, I think that's a good idea. So hopefully, going forward, Chris, I, I would imagine maybe you would start collecting these uh, these uh, DVDs and Blu-rays on your shelf, and you could kind of just look at it from Wonder Woman on, and maybe just if you happen to own the other DC movies, I don't know if you do or not. Maybe you I could just not. throw them. Well, that's good because I was going to say if you had them, maybe you could just throw them in the trash can. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Um, that's uh, I was actually talking about my movie collection this week. I have all the Marvel movies. We have a lot of Disney movies as well. Um, but everything below that, there's like three shelves of movies I haven't touched in a very long time. Uh-huh. If we move and get a house or a new place or whatever, wherever we move to next, I'm probably going to liquidate a lot of those old Ooh, DVDs. liquidation. Um, but I, I was curious. I want to go digital with a lot of them because I like watching some of them time to time. But I like my digital collection you know, just as well. And I have no DVD drive to rip these DVDs <laughs> anymore. Um, and I don't want to go full-on pirating on, on torrent sites, but have you heard of the, the disc-to-digital voodoo service? Uh, I've I've heard I've kind of heard of it. I'm not really sure how it okay. works. Isn't it, isn't Voodoo kind of owned by Walmart or well, is Walmart? That else? Walmart puts a lot of the money into it. Um, uh-huh. all, all the movies you can buy at Walmart usually come with that. But a lot of the other studios are backing it. Yes, because Voodoo and iTunes actually you can I can share my libraries between them pretty fluently. Uh-huh. So I just didn't know if anyone else had any options on like how do I back up all these DVDs I'm never going to watch because. Do I really – do I even need to back them up? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so would you just like send like a random DVD like maybe from like 2002 or something that didn't – never even saw a digital code in its life? And do you just like mail it into Vudu and oh. they just convert it digitally or – So you you put in um, the UPC code, I believe, uh-huh. or you scan the barcode now on the newest app and it will see if it's in the Vudu library because you know how digital rights are. Not everything's in every library. Uh-huh. If it's in there, you pay a small fee, and you will own the the copy of oh, it. Oh, I wonder what the small fee is. I think it's like maybe two to three dollars a movie. Oh, that, that's not too bad. Uh, my iTunes library itself, or at least my wish list on iTunes, is growing pretty large because 
I think early earlier in the history of Superhero Slate, we had some in-depth conversations about how we uh, are going to go forward with our digital media libraries, and mm-hmm. I was kind of worried where to uh, what wagon to attach my horse to. But I think iTunes is probably going to be the safest bet, considering iTunes since Apple is like the biggest like company in the world, like worth like the most money. So I think my uh, my digital library is safe with them at least for now. Yeah, well, if anyone has any options, you know, for for us, for me, as I move into Mike's uh, state of mind here, uh, <laughs> do let us know. Um, sorry to get off track on the Wonder Woman topic there, but uh, no, that's fine, Chris. Like you said, this is the light news week. If we have any tangents that we want to jump off onto, I don't think it's a bad idea. All right, we'll go <laughs> with it. Uh, last bit of Wonder Woman news. I just want to say, Patty Jenkins' contract, the director, she has a potential sequel in it. Um, she signed before she actually started directing the movie, which I found very weird. Um, I usually. I mean, with a lot riding on Wonder Woman for DC, I figured they'd wait until it was done before they said, hey, you know, do you want to come back after proving herself? But uh, apparently they have a lot of faith in Patty Jenkins, which is proving to be a good thing for them. All right. Any comments (laughs) on that? Uh, I mean, uh, we talked about it a little in the spoiler cast. Uh, We're just kind of curious where a sequel of Wonder Woman goes. So I I guess date-wise, I mean, if Aquaman is next year, um, and maybe, may, maybe at the end of next year we get a Flash movie. More than likely, I think it's probably going to be 2019. Is yeah, well, that where the, the next end of next year is Aquaman? So, <laughs> so uh, oh, I thought Aquaman maybe have been in the summer. So no, it's December. Yeah. Yeah, I just wonder where uh, a Wonder Woman movie comes out next, but I would look forward to it. Like, Wonder Woman was a, a good time, so I'm looking forward to a sequel, which is more than I can say about uh, Justice League right now. I'm on the Justice League hype train though, so you got one. You got one on each on each train here, so that's all right. So Wonder Woman, I'm I'm thinking 2019. Give them three years to get it ready. Batman 2018, hopefully, knock on wood. Um, But yeah, so there we go. Wonder Woman, go check it out. (laughs) Uh, On that regards, if we're talking about movies settled in mythology, Norse mythology is very huge, and Thor Ragnarok is coming up later this year, this November, uh, which will compete with Justice League. So we got our first look at a official small-scale model of the planet Sakaar, which will be where uh, the fighting and stuff takes place on in Thor Ragnarok here. Oh, cool. So uh, what you can't, I mean, what it's hard to make out a lot of it because it's kind of from a distance here, but the tubular thing that kind of looks like the Sarlacc pit in Star Wars um, is the uh, Gladiator Arena, where most of it will probably take place. Yes, very, very tall. It looks like it would be hard to escape out of because we all know uh, Hulk and Thor can uh, they, they got legs on them they can jump tall run high depending on what Thor is holding on to he can kind of fly so you kind of got to have some height on that roof <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh, they probably had a lot of people try to get out before yeah but that's okay because the Grand Master is watching us I assume the Grand Master lives in the big tower in the background Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that seems like a Jeff Goldblum place he would live. <laughs> I need I need to look over all these people. So. Yeah, I love I really love just this creative look of the area. I know some people have kind of been rubbed the wrong way a little bit looking at it just because it seems kind of so Fisher Pricey kind of like like it's made to basically sell toys. Uh, but it's just kind of fun and creative ways to imagine it because I mean if you think about it, if the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going into space. Or even, I guess, other planes of existence. You know, you got infinite possibilities, so you got infinite types of worlds that you can go to. So I think it's kind of fun if it's a little weird. And and this is the planet that is surrounded by wormholes, where all the universe's junk goes. So mm-hmm. it is technically a combination of all those other neat worlds Mike wants to see. 
and this is the amalgamation that came out of it. So yeah, there you go. I think I think I think it looks really cool. Uh, not a lot of detail, but I'm I'm excited to see what it looks like when the movie hits. Uh, all the rest of these three bits of news here came from Lego sets, and we know how unreliable <laughs> those can be. Yeah. Um, but the creatures that Hella controls are called Berserkers. All right. Uh, in that, and we see one in the trailer. Um, Heimdall cuts one in half. It's kind of blue and black, like a tealish mm-hmm. blue. So that's a that's a called a Berserker, and those will be Hella's creatures. Uh, the Sakaran guards look like Celestials, um, uh, not the Celestial that we know from Guardians of the Galaxy, but the old Jack Kirby's drawn Celestials. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a little throwback. This, I think this movie's gonna have a lot of Jack Kirby references. The art style just looks way seventies, way off the wall. Looking forward to that. And lastly, we may have the possible debut of the Fenris Wolf. Are you familiar with the Fenris Wolf in uh, Norse mythology? No, I'm not laid on me, man. Uh, so it's Fenris Fenrir. Uh, um, so it's the wolf. It's technically, I believe, the son of Loki. Um, but it's a big wolf that it's um, it brings about Apocal- or Ragnarok in, in that. So he's foretold that Fenrir will kill Odin and... Um, start the events that lead to the Ragnarok. So. Well, that sounds pretty metal to imagine uh, <laughs> Odin being eaten by a giant wolf. So if that comes to pass, uh, I hope it at least looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Again, Lego sets very, very sketchy at best. Um, but if they are, if, I mean, the Lego set is pulling from Norse mythology. At least that's really cool. Um, but I don't think I don't think Hela or Fenrir will be Loki's uh, offspring, so to speak, in this movie. Um, but who knows? Knock on wood. Later this November. Uh, speaking of maybe probably, I'm thinking November as well is the Punisher coming out. Um, and the reason I say that is we have our first logo debut from someone who created a poster for uh, John Bernthal for the movie mm-hmm. and, or for the TV series, and it says Netflix Punisher. It's got the faded skull logo, like they always try to do. Uh, looks like it might be like lined up with stuff on his jacket, maybe like a. a, a Kevlar jacket there? Yeah, it's hard to tell. If you kind of zoom in on the, uh, I guess, the Punisher kind of graffiti spray of the skull, looks like maybe it's overlaying, kind of looks like like industrial, like a wall. I feel like I can see like metal beams or maybe it's a street or something. Uh, it's hard to say. Okay. Well, that's going on. But also the director, or I guess the showrunner series, came out to say Punisher will debut in November. So there we go. We don't even have yeah. to question it. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's three Netflix series in uh, one year, and I'm sure two of them will be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so we have I think August is the Defenders, and then the Punisher. If it does, is November. Um, and I feel like they they've wrapped filming on it, so November is pretty easy to reach for the Punisher because I don't think um, the Punisher requires a lot of visual effects other than maybe a couple muzzle flares. <laughs> uh, so um, I don't know. I'm really excited. I think. Do you think you think this winter is going to be just as jam packed as this summer is in terms of content we're getting? Man, I love it. It's it's like the it's like the best thing for a nerd. Like you you just get all of this awesome stuff all year round. You don't have to you don't have to wait and, and worry about like when the lull is going to be. And usually in these weird pockets, you get these like surprises of movies you weren't expecting. Um, like uh, Kingsman, the first one uh, back two years ago. So yeah, this is fun. Yeah, I'm excited because we got Justice League, Thor. The Punisher and Star Wars all within a month of yeah, each other. Pretty yeah, much. let's not forget about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, who could ever forget about Star Wars? It's awesome. 
And then, if you're into binge-watching TV shows, Marvel is starting an animated Spider-Man series this summer that will replace Ultimate Spider-Man, which is the current animated Spider-Man series. And we got our first poster looking at it here, and I gotta say, the poster does not sell me. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Peter Parker looks super weird. And I, it might be something about the eyes or, like, the lack of, like, really distinguishable facial features. I don't know. Something's off about this poster, Mike. What is it? Um, I think it's just because we don't have really anything dynamic going on here. It's just kind of showing us a very generic, like, oh, Spidey, Spidey's face is on the left, Peter Parker's face is on the right. Uh, you know, Spidey is kind of out in the dark in the in the city uh peter's face is out in the daylight probably like a science research center behind him uh usually i think you just kind of expect more from this from a portrait view of any sort of superhero just because it's always kind of mimicking the comic book cover and aspect ratio so you're hoping for like a little bit more uh but ultimately chris the older and older we get the further away that this show is targeted towards us unfortunately oh i thought you said (laughs) the further away from god we get so um because Mike Mike isn't sold on anything Spider-Man this year yet. But we'll get no, there. Not, no, not yet. But did we also got our first teaser of footage, I would say. Like, it's not really a trailer. It's an actual, like, scene from the upcoming show, which is really weird how they're marketing this. Like, not even hardly at all. Um, but we get to see Spider-Man versus uh, Scorpion. And I think Spider-Man's in, like, his homemade suit. What did you think of this animation series? I've heard both sides of it. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, so it's kind of... It's a little it's a little unique. I'm kind of wondering if they're trying to do something a little different with this Spider-Man because I mean it seems like uh animated Spider-Man is doomed to be rebooted every uh, two or three seasons uh depending on when they lose and want to gain new kids with a new show. So maybe they're going to go a little differently here. I mean, we see Spidey in his kind of uh in his homemade costume, he's kind of running around like in a hoodie and uh, sweatpants. So I don't know if maybe this is just the pilot episode. Then he's going to get a, a new suit from Tony Stark, uh, maybe at the end of the episode or something like that. Uh, but there's kind of some uh, very uh, uh, muted detail backgrounds. So it looks like maybe a whole lot of time is not being spent there. Uh, the the character animation doesn't seem to be too off the wall detailed. Uh, it, it just, unfortunately, that's what kind of what you get with uh, kid shows. I mean, they want to maximize the profit, you know, when it comes from the toys and the audience. And they're like, what, what's just enough? What's good just enough for us to get this on the screen? Uh, there's lots of kind of like 3D rendered backgrounds going on, which sometimes can be good. I believe all the backgrounds in the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon show are all uh, computer rendered. So I, I hear that show's really, really great. Um, but there's this mixture of kind of crude animation, but also there's this scene where Spider-Man's running down into the into the subway and he's kind of like hopping along like he's like on the on like a over like stirrups or something like that or he's like it's kind of like anime riding, run isn't it yeah or like run. yeah like riding an invisible horse so i don't know it's kind of hard to tell what's going on here so maybe they're going to take a little bit more of like a comedy angle with this spider-man but i think the best thing that you can kind of tell people is if you don't like it just wait two years they're going to make a new spider-man cartoon for you so it's kind of hard to get attached <laughs> so so for me i think the animation style harkens back a little more if the spider-man feels more like the spectacular spider-man than ultimate spider-man did because ultimate spider-man relied too heavily on cutaways and forced humor uh-huh. which was a really really big turnoff. like it was hard to watch that show uh, the two seasons I did, I think they're on three or four by the time they're done this year. But 
Um, this one, I mean, it's not for me, but I think it's a, a simpler storytelling um, with you know characters that we recognize. The scorpion looks like the scorpion from the the '90s show, rather yeah, than like trying to make him realistic and like lifelike and like science made him this way kind of deal. So, yeah, simpler storytelling, simpler art style. Um, yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of hard to tell if uh, if it's going to be a, a knocked out of the park. Uh, usually, it comes down to the writing. Like, can the writers kind of find this gap between uh, writing a kid's show and making it appealing for adults? Still, I guess you just have to wait and see if they take on anything um, maybe a little bit more serious in this. But I, I, I probably wasn't going to watch it anyway. Just you know, if it's not, if it's not streaming, I don't have cable. I'm not really going to seek it out, but. Yeah, I mean, I definitely it's not something that unless you know it again, reviews come out and it's like this is off the chain, like you got to do it. I don't even think I'd binge watch it um, later. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, right now the biggest animated superhero thing on my radar is uh, Young Justice season three, so that's what I'm waiting for. There we go. There we go. Young Justice season three on Mike's radar. Ding ding. Um, speaking of, I guess this is a younger class of, of superheroes new mutants is coming out uh, next year sometime mm-hmm. and they've cast uh actor henry zaga as sunspot we talked about this last week i think it was in teen wolf they officially cast him mm-hmm. but also um big thing here is charlie heaton from stranger things uh is cannonball uh you may remember him from being um i believe it was the big brother of the kid yeah. who, who went into the un- the what is it, the Upside he, Down? He was kind of the anti-social uh, badass that was paired up with the uh, sister of one of the kids, too. Yeah. Um, he, he looks he looks like a blonde version of the kid in Terminator 2. Um, yeah, that's that's a good way to look at him. A young John Connor, but actually a slightly a little bit older. <laughs> yeah, a, slightly, a younger, older John Connor. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Cannonball, he has the ability to, like, kind of shoot himself off as, like, a cannon, like, propel himself. Oh, like a rocket. boy. I'm sure he has the ability to shoot himself off, Chris, but I think uh, he would be a good cannibal. <laughs> Zing! But he's invulnerable when he does his when he has his powers. So um, I think of these, he might be one of the more special effects. I don't know. I don't know how special effects are going to get. This is supposed to be a horror film kind of thing. So apparently, yeah. Uh, I I don't know what what's going to happen, but I do know that you know Fox is hit and miss on their stuff. This one feels more like a hit. Whereas Dark Phoenix feels more like a miss next year. <laughs> so, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed and let you know. Hopefully they'll release uh, concept art or something, a picture of all the cast soon, and, and go from there. Because they're stacking the cast really heavily, so that's getting me excited. So hopefully they, they start doing something with it, rather than just tell us. But that brings me to this character, Charlie Heaton, was in Stranger Things. You have a Stranger Things Season 2 <laughs> scoop, Mike, that I was you're wondering... insistent oh, on, on telling me this week. Okay, so I, I think now you're just uh, you're just messing with me. No, so I'm I, so I, enthralled. I had thought I had stumbled across some very interesting, groundbreaking Stranger Things exclusive Season 2 news. Uh, and we were going to like try to build this whole episode around it because I thought I had some insider information. Luckily, I Googled it and found out that it was out there in the open like back in February. So you just left this in here mm-hmm. to make fun of your co-host. But if anybody was curious what this, I guess, quote, news was, I, is that Barb from season one is officially not returning for season two. There's no sneaky way they're bringing her back or sending that back in there. So I know everybody loved Barb, but she's not coming back. 
but it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like, like you're just making fun of me now, man. <laughs> no, no, I would never do that. Now, was this like water cooler talk? Like, where did you hear this? At, I guess is my well, question. I, I, I can't, I can't officially say, okay. but you know, sometimes uh, out here you overhear things. Um, and I, 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 my ears were just perked up because I, you know, I heard someone say, uh, you know, after we turned the mics off and after we stopped recording, you know, they told me that this was going to be happening after I asked them. I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. What's going on over there? Usually uh, I, I'm not paying attention to the world around me. So I was like, oh, man, I got a scoop. I got to tell Chris. So luckily I did that Google so I wouldn't um, – make myself embarrassed in my own podcast but i'm glad you brought it back in anyway Chris. <laughs> well you're welcome i wasn't gonna tell you uh he was texting me this and i knew about this already but i was just like you know what i'm gonna let mike have his moment i'm not gonna and shoot I'm, him down and i was even extra annoyed that you already knew because like it took me like months to get you to even watch stranger things to begin with and so it was just like you weren't even like as into it as i was at the beginning and you already know this news but you just got this weird vault brain for like <sighs> pop culture news and somehow you know all this stuff. i think I think I think the news dropped while I was watching the show, and I'm oh. like, I was like, the, the timing of it was very ironic, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> hopefully, I've got to that part where she dies. She like she gets killed off in like the first episode or something, so it's not too big of a deal. So, um, Stranger Things season two coming later this year. Um, you know what? I think maybe we'll try to do a spoiler cast, Mike, if we can. Well, good. Now that you're finally on the Stranger Things wagon. I'm not know if I'm on it fully, but I'll do it for you just to make up for this fact I did embarrass <laughs> you on our show for for a oh, couple minutes here. Well, thank you, Chris. Thankfully, it's not a video, so we can't see your face turning red. <laughs> How about to make it up for you? I'll tell you about this great deal on Amazon right now. Great deal! So, wow. <laughs> so I just found this out. They really didn't market; they just did it on Amazon. If you go to their comics and graphic novels and select Marvel, most of their titles or trades and, and graphic novel collections are 97% off right now. Yeah, they are dirt cheap. I'm scrolling through them right now. You can get World War Hulk for $1.80. <laughs> yeah, so even like more recent titles, the ones that just ended, the Unworthy Thor, ended like a month or two ago, $2.60 for all the issues. Yeah. The, the Infinity Gauntlet book, uh, a bestseller, $2.20 for all the issues. You can get four years. You can get the complete collection from 72 to 76 of Adam Warlock for $3. Yeah. So if you want, if you really want to dig into that uh, that after credits Easter egg of uh, Guardians, there you go. Yeah, there's 400 pages of these Marvel things. A lot of them are like newer books but like that are on sale. But like the Civil War series from 2005, $2.60. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these say Kindle editions, but if you click on it, it's Kindle and Comixology. So if you have a, a reader, the ability to read Comixology, which any web browser and I think tablet or smartphone can, you can own all these books. And if you go down to custom, if you find one you like, customers who bought this item also bought blah, blah, blah. A whole bunch of them are there. Like it yeah. is ridiculously cheap. So And I, d- I don't know if you've been reading the new or the relatively new run of Vision where he's kind of makes his own family and mm-hmm. he's like living in the suburbs, but I, I see that they have one of the volumes of that up for $2.20. I had a, a co-worker tell me that that new run is actually really, really good. It's written really well. So, man, this is, uh, I guess... Yeah, I mean, I could probably uh, get up some of these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lo- I mean, I was talking with my uh, friend uh, Brian of Comic UI about this, and we're like, well, this is kind of sad because we actually own a lot of these already. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like the new Darth Vader um, runs, the volumes are under two dollars, and uh, the Darth Vader comics I thought were pretty good. Um, and you know, just so on and so forth. Old Man Logan, a lot of people love that series. Three dollars, like you can get House of M, which is a classic for three bucks. 
So I guess it all comes down to if you have uh, some sort of a digital hardware where you can read this stuff. But I guess technically you could probably still read them in a in like a on a desktop computer. You can read them on anything with a browser. Uh, the yeah. Secret Wars series, one of my favorite issues. I'm putting the poster up in my office actually, three dollars and forty cents, and that's nine issues of amazing story and amazing artwork. And uh, the Dark Tower comic books for people who like the Dark Tower in here for that same price. So I'm just <laughs> I was just blown away by the deals on here. Like every time yeah. I click to the next one, I'm like. Oh, but wait, there's more kind of thing. Um, I know you're a big fan of Hawkeye with Matt Fraction, I believe. Oh yeah, um, those awesome. are in here for like two dollars. So, Ooh, man, I might choice. have to I might have to load up my iPad Pro with some of these. Yeah, so um, I just thought it was really cool, and again, um, kind of ties into with Infinity War coming out. Infinity War and Infinity Gauntlet are both on the front page uh, for under five dollars piece. So um, get it, get on this deal while it's there. I no one it didn't announce it. Marvel didn't say anything. It just happened. So. Get yourself some books while while the getting's good. So nice. That's that's, that's cool. Uh, some news that probably doesn't really matter. We'll probably skip over this so quick. Um, <laughs> the Bumblebee spinoff movie. Yes, there is oh. a Bumblebee spinoff movie from Transformers happening. Like I, I I will probably watch the main Transformers movie this summer, but I will not fucking watch this Bumblebee spinoff movie. <laughs> but the um, actress Haley Steinfeld, who was the younger girl in the remake of True Grit recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, is in front to star in the spinoff movie. Uh, it's come to my attention since this that she is a apparently a pop singer. It has a lot of radio hits now. Um, radio and- hits. Man, we couldn't sound any older. We don't know who the new popular singers are. We, we, we say that they're radio stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. But um, she was also like the edge of 17 or something like that with Woody Harrelson. Oh, that's why she looks familiar. Yeah, I think that... I think people recommended that movie. That was kind of like a independent film. I think it was from the same studio that makes The Simpsons, Gracie Films. But, um, yeah, I guess that was good. Yeah. So I'm sure she's got the chops, but I, who cares if she's acting with a car? Yeah, <laughs> a, 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 a CGI car that's not there who doesn't talk. I've never heard him talk in any of the movies. What's the point? What's even just, the point? Like, he, he talks in pop culture references. That's basically the equivalent to talking in memes and animated GIFs. God. So it was an, it was inevitable, Chris. He's yellow <laughs> like an emoji face. There you go. Damn it. But if I was going to cross over Transformers with anything, I would say Godzilla and just let him crush them all, man. Godzilla <laughs> crush all these cars. But we do have some Godzilla King of the Monsters news. And I put this in here for you, Mike. Because the actor Thomas Middleditch of Silicon Valley has joined the film. Yes, Thomas Middleditch. If you're not familiar with him, he is the uh, the main star. He's the Richard Hendricks character in Silicon Valley. The dude is just hilarious. Like I've listened to like interviews and like podcasts with him and stuff like that. And he's got hilarious stories. He's totally unlike his character in the show. He's got like this really raunchy, like subversive, like sense of humor. So he's a funny dude, and like it makes sense that now he's getting cast in these big blockbuster movies. So. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I still haven't seen that first, you know, rebooted Godzilla movie just because, like, you know, I heard, like, some unfortunate things that people didn't like about the movie, but I've waited too long. But now it's starting to it's starting to boomerang back. Now I'm starting to hear people say, oh, it was way, it was, you know, people are way too critical about that movie. It was a really good summer monster movie. You need to, you need to see it. So maybe I'll, hopefully it'll be uh, cheap and pop up on uh, iTunes or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't think anything was wrong with it i think it's a a, people would say it would be better than that 99 godzilla movie but at the time when that 99 godzilla movie came out it was like all about that shit so uh, (laughs) the matthew is that the matthew broderick one you're talking about yes see when that movie came out i was just i was just a pup 
in elementary school. And I, you know, I loved prequels when I was a kid because I was just a dumb kid. And I was a dumb kid when that, uh, when uh, that, was it Jerry Bruckheimer? I, or if it wasn't, I feel like it felt like it. Uh, <laughs> it was, nine, it, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was fun when I was a kid. That's all I can say. Yeah, oh, um, I'm sorry, it's 98. I, no, 98 was a... Yeah, there it is. Okay, so Roland Emmerich. The, yeah, there we go. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> same, yeah. same Disaster thing. films. So, um, Middleditch, uh, just back to him, his other movie, he was actually one of the main voices in Captain Underpants, the first epic movie, which came out this weekend. Yes, I, I haven't seen it. I don't know if I'm going to get around yeah. to seeing it, but those were classic books from my childhood, too. Um, and, yeah, and then um, he's also seen... I saw him on a Verizon commercial last night, so... Well, He's there you go. Starring some Verizon commercials as well. So this guy Getting is around. coming up, coming up. So um. he used to do improv on cruise ships. So he he he's put in his due diligence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's he's worked his way to the top. Um, but I, I mean, that's cool. Godzilla move along sequel. But then what I'm really excited for is the Godzilla King Kong crossover because we've not watched yes. the Godzilla King Kong. Have you watched the King Kong movie yet? Uh, no, cause that one was like, a, that was like almost like pre-summer. That was like a spring movie. I didn't get a chance to see it yet. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he's or not because the, the ties into Godzilla vs. King Kong, which now has a director with Adam Wingard, who uh, is known for the, the movie, the guest has signed on to direct the film. Which, uh, it looks like he's also done some horror stuff too, which is it, to be the guest a horror film. So, <laughs> um, I don't, I, I don't know. I just saw that he also made the, the VHS movies, which were kind of like, I believe they were found footage horror movies and to your next, but you know, it, it, it makes sense. Oh, he's also the director on the, the death note live action movie that I believe is coming to Netflix. So is, is it a movie um, or is that a TV series? I don't know how um, Netflix does their things. So yeah, weird. yeah, I don't know, but um, hopefully the, he nails that anime adaptation because that doesn't happen too often. But you know that makes sense. You hire these horror movie directors that are good with s- stretching small budgets, give them big budgets, and they, they go crazy. Sometimes they make really awesome movies. AKA, look at the Marvel universe. Yeah. So okay, Death Note is a film, and it's got Willem Dafoe in it, um, which we'll tie to an object later. But um, the guest actually stars Dan Stevens, who is Legion uh, in in that. So that's where I, where I remember him hearing from, which is a horror film. So I'm really excited. I mean, Godzilla vs King Kong needs a little horror to it, doesn't it? So yeah, it's um, and it's it's fun bringing back these classic monsters, Godzilla. Uh, King Kong, you know, we talked about the, the, the universal dark universe, whatever it was called last week yep. with uh, with the mummy and the Wolfman mummy is next and week Dracula. In we're, we're all over the place on these things. Yeah. Nostalgia, it's a time for nostalgia to look back on, on simpler times, Mike. So, yes. That's where it's coming from. So, King Kong versus Godzilla is coming out. It's there. Uh, we brought this up at the top. Murder on the Orient Express is a movie coming out based on the Agatha Christie novel. I think it was written in 1934. Yeah, it's old. <laughs> and this is a trailer, a modern retelling of it. And um, the, this is directed by Kenneth Branagh, which is the director of Thor, the first movie. Yes. Which is how we kind of thought we'd tie it into here. But then I noticed there's Willem Dafoe, who played, um, what's his name call it, uh, Green Goblin in the first Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, there you go. So we we will find ways <laughs> yeah. to to bring this into the into the night into the light news week. But it's it's a fun it's a fun trailer. And it's got Daisy Ridley, who's uh, in Star Wars uh, as Ray. I don't think she's done any other movies other than Star Wars in this now. Um, 
But uh, now it makes sense when Josh Gad was harassing her about details about her Star Wars character. They were filming this movie together. Oh, gotcha. So now it makes perfect sense. So on this trailer, um, it doesn't really give a whole lot away. It looks like Clue on a train. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> minus, I think minus the humor. But it looks beautiful. I will yes. give him that. And and you, we've got to give mad props to Kenneth Branagh for his mustache. Oh, yeah. The, I love I love how they reveal kind of the mustache at the very end of the trailer. So that's really cool. Uh, we were talking before we started recording the podcast that uh, since this is a very old story, uh, it, it's been told many times. So it was a book. It was a movie. It was two TV shows, I guess. So yep. I have no idea the story of Murder on the Orient, Orient Express. I don't know if it's always the same killer every time. Like I was saying for you, like an example, maybe the salesman is always iconically the killer in the in the story. If he is, I have no idea if that's <laughs> going to happen in this movie. So I like that it's still a mystery. And also I have a feeling that since it's a modern kind of retelling or not a modern retelling, but it's since it's being made in modern times, maybe they would just go ahead and subvert the, the, the plot and just make a new murder anyway. Kind of like clue where you, it's a new person every time. <laughs> you, you think they're going to film multiple endings where there's a different, <laughs> that would, that would be, that would be hilarious. I, I really love the clue movie because I never watched it really as a kid growing up. It's not like my parents had an affinity for the movie and, and you know, had it on the screen and I was kind of warming up to the, idea of what movies were when I was a kid uh, I watched it maybe like two years ago for the very first time with no context and I loved it I had no idea that they did all of those different endings and when it ended like my wife had already seen it before and she was just like no just wait just wait and then there was another one and there was another ending I was like oh my god I love this movie so I don't think it's going to be like that though Chris <laughs> uh, damn the luck I was really hoping they'd do that maybe we, maybe we need a modern retelling of Clue um, but yeah I think I mean this movie, despite the story not having any affinity to it, I think it looks fun. Like I, maybe not a, a movie I have to go see in the theater, but something I'd probably catch later. <laughs> not quite a Snowpiercer, huh? No, no. <laughs> I didn't catch that in the theater either, but I did enjoy watching that later. Uh, they, de- you definitely find out who's murdering on that train for sure. <laughs> um, I guess we talked. We both saw this movie, but it was both after our last show. But Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Dead Men Tell No Tales. We both saw it last week, and we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> Wrong, because I did not see this you movie. You didn't see it? Oh, I thought no. you saw it, so that's no, why I put but, it on here. No, that's fine, because you can tell me whatever you want about this movie, because if I go see it, I'm probably just going to check out anyway, because I'll be I'll be going with other people. So, yeah, let, let me know what you thought about the movie. I don't care. <laughs> so, um, there are currently five Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yes. Uh, the first one is unanimously voted as the best of them. Yes. And in my opinion, it is the only good one. <laughs> yes. So two um, has some good parts. Three jumps the literal shark. Yes. <laughs> Four is I slept in the theater while it was happening, so I don't remember it. Yes. And by not seeing it, I didn't miss anything coming to five. But five <laughs> feels much more like this should have been a sequel to two or one oh. than, than anything. Oh, um, wow. But I, I didn't say I'm not gonna. Ha- I didn't have a bad time. It didn't offend me, Mike. Um, All right. The picture well, quality was a little muddled at times. Like it's like the very picture dark. Quality. <laughs> but like at the same time, I'm like, you know what? This is a fun romp. He went on a romp. They they were on land for a little bit. They're on the sea for a little bit. They're back on land for the third act, and then finish it out in the sea. And I'm like, that's a pirates movie for sure. 
<laughs> Does it feel like they're leaving it open for more movies? I know that in the trailer they specifically say this is the beginning of the end. So I wasn't sure. Do you, does it feel like they got a whole other trilogy they're trying to make here, or maybe there's only one movie left? So um, there is a post-credit scene. Stay through the credits. I mean, <laughs> but it it sets up a sequel, but in a different manner than the other ones have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the trailers have kind of given this away, but Kira Knightley and uh, Orlando Bloom return for this movie. And it feels like the next movie might be focused on them again, thankfully, because they had the best chemistry out of the whole movie series. Because <laughs> um, Jack, it feels like um, Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow is, like, he's just, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. <laughs> but the world they kind of live in is still kind of cool. But um, it kind of does a throwback to the second and third movie uh, through the past, the end credit scene here. So I, uh, there is definitely more to be told here, but it definitely felt like a more, a tighter film with better characters I enjoyed than the other ones I've seen lately. Yeah, and and Chris, it might not even be up to us or the American audience because I hear that these pirates movies are like freaking huge over in China. Like people love pirates and Johnny Depp, like just how like we love uh, Spider Man and Superman and all of our comic book characters. So. Uh, they might just be keep making money in China. We might ha- not have a choice. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm figured it'd be a huge movie over in Somalia, where a lot of pirates <laughs> actually come from. Oh, Chris! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right now it's just at half half a billion dollars. Um, yeah, just a half so, a billion for two weeks, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like it doubled the production budget, so it's definitely made back its marketing dollars. Uh, Javier Bardem was fun. I, I feel like they, they rely on old characters way too much. Like we don't need Barbosa anymore. Like he he was fun in the first one. But, like, quick bringing these old guys out of pirating. <laughs> um, and if you want, keep an open eye, there is a um, uh, one of the Beatles. Not Ringo, the other one who's still alive. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. <laughs> He's in there. He makes a, he makes a cameo. So. Huh? All right. <laughs> um, and it was not directed by Jerry Bruckheimer for once. It had two directors, new directors. So I think that's where it kind of um, benefits a little bit from. So I thought it was okay. If you like Pirates, go watch it in theaters. If not, yeah, it's a good at-home movie. You'll be fine. So, lastly, I want to end it on. I mean, we're 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 ending early, but that's okay. I want to end on two shows I've been watching, like binge watching, even though they're not done yet. Um, mostly because I missed the first couple weeks of them here. Um, first off is American Gods. Mike, are you familiar with the 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 premise of this? Uh, slightly. It's something about like gods living on Earth. Maybe they can or can't not be gods. I'm not really sure. All I know is uh. People are saying this is a very good show, but I haven't really heard a whole lot of hype for it. So I don't really know if it's just because it's like on a, a network that a lot of people don't have access to. I think you said it was Stars. Uh, so like maybe, I don't know how it might be HBO. I don't know. It's one of those two, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, it seems like I feel like it's a Stars or a Showtime, which I feel like more people have access to things like HBO or Netflix. So um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I it's on Stars. That's what it is. I have been having. I've never read the book. It's based on a book written by Neil Gaiman. Um, my friend Patrick loves it, uh, adores this book. A lot of people really love this book. Um, this show, despite having read it, I don't feel lost. I feel. I, I really love following the characters. Uh, one of the main actors is in McShane, um, and he just brings you in. Uh, what I can get so far, I am five episodes into eight total. Uh, for the first season, uh, that there are old gods from like the old mythologies um, versus new gods of like what we worship, quote unquote, now, and like there's a war coming somehow. So um, 
Crispin Glover has shown up several times. Uh, oh, Crispin Glover. I haven't seen that guy in he, years. <laughs> he nails it. Uh, um, like I said, Ian McShane is in there. Um, Gillian Anderson is in it as a main character. So I, I thought she's cool. Dane Cook appears in an episode or two. Uh, Orlando <laughs> okay. Jones. I mean, are you familiar with Peter Stormare? He's usually a Russian guy in most films. It's, I, I'm sure he's probably a, a character I would recognize if I saw him. But you would. He, he he's the the stereotypical Eastern European Russian guy in every <laughs> every movie. Uh, he's in an episode. It's just, Cloris Leachman. All these big name actors Man. from old and new playing like this thing. You don't quite give it all to you at once, which is awesome. But you're following this guy who's been recruited into this. Um, as like a quote unquote bodyguard or uh, um, I guess bodyguard slash errand boy for one mm-hmm. of the, the gods. So um, it's well, really a, great. Well, a Chris recommendation is nearly a guarantee. So uh, I'm going to have to give this a look. I'm going to keep that clip there uh, for a while. So if anyone <laughs> doubts what I recommend him, uh, I'll, I'll have that there. But um, yeah, episode six just airs today and there's two more left. So you can binge it come you know, two weeks or so. So it might be a good summer binge. Uh, maybe, you know, if you, if you don't want to watch, if you don't want to watch preacher weekly, you can watch all these. So, um, really like it. Really excited to see the last three here. And, um, gosh, really, really love American gods. Can't, can't stress enough. However, it is not kid friendly. Do not watch it with your kids. (laughs) This is not a kid friendly show at all. And I I don't mean that lightly. Um, it's like, you don't watch Deadpool with your kids, you know? So, uh, don't watch American gods with your kids. Another show that has uh, gotten a revitalization, so to speak, is Twin Peaks, uh, with this season three limited series, whatever they want to call it, which takes place 25 years after the original, and I've only watched the first two episodes of the four that are currently available, but I gotta tell you, David Lynch has brought this show back, and it does not feel like 25 years has passed since the last episode. Well, I am insanely out of the loop when it comes to Twin Peaks. Uh, I know it was kind of a, a niche kind of TV show back in the day, and then it picked up some steam, I guess, on DVD or however people were getting it after it was off the air. Um, isn't there a story about how when it was getting canceled, David Lynch decided to do some sort of weird kind of bizarre kind of series finale because he knew the show was ending and he kind of wanted to mess with people or something like that? Or am I thinking of another show? I don't know. I mean, he he got a whole movie done actually after the the first the second season ended. They they did a a, a whole movie that was like a prequel movie. It's kind well, of weird, but yeah. Well, there you go. Like I said, out of the loop. I have no context for Twin Peaks, but maybe one day, <laughs> maybe one day. Yeah, and this this new uh, revitalization has eighteen episodes, which I'm uh, is it's huge. So I'm really really excited for that. But the first two, like. You know, whenever like they say like we're bringing a show back, uh, we're we're gonna revisit it. You know, you can feel like technology has changed. The way we absorb stories has changed. Like you know, you feel the modern take on the old stuff, and you're like, oh, this is too new for me. Uh-huh. Uh, a good example is Star Wars original trilogy versus the prequels. Mm-hmm. Like it feels worlds apart, right? Even though they're not very far apart. Um, David Lynch is able to go back and like whatever he's doing is just it feels like the pacing is from the late or the early 90s the shots the sound everything is so 90s you don't feel like any time has passed and it's so surreal 
Like, if you want stuff spoon-fed to you, do not watch Twin Peaks. Because <laughs> you will go fucking crazy watching these shows. You won't know what's happening. You'll be confused. You'll be mad. This is like when Mike watches an Alien prequel. He doesn't know what's happening. You're going to feel that way in this. If you, uh, you Up you is down, left stuff. is right, black is white. What's going on? What is happening? Why do I have to have the Wikipedia pulled up with me the entire time I'm watching this? Um... But for me, I, I like that stuff. Like, this isn't normal television, and, and for that, I, I really like delving into it and absorbing that and watching it. So, to me, it, it's a pleasure. But for someone who just wants to sit back and zone out, probably not going to be your TV show. That's my Twin Peaks. Right. Here. All right. Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> one one week of news down. Uh, next week is another week to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you called it, dude. I mean, it's all it's all news. Hopefully, we get some more stuff this week. I feel we had a short week this week, didn't we? Was it only four days? I feel like because of a holiday on Monday. Uh, yeah, it was. So that yeah. could explain it. There you that's, go. That's the logical explanation. <laughs> that's that's what we're gonna go with here. So I'm gonna go grab me some dinner and edit on these babies because we got two shows. We got a spoiler cast we did, so um, you can listen to that. But Mike, if people want to know what you're up to, you've got comics coming out. Where can they find that out? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read my web comics, hopefully every week this summer, at pickledcomics.com. Uh, Chris, if people want to see your exclusive Chase Pops, I guess is what they're <laughs> called. Man, I'm so old. Where can they follow you? <laughs> well, if you want to see these newfangled Chase Pops that the people are, are coming out with today, you can follow me on Twitter, Valdan, uh, V-A-L-D-A-N. Um, I'll be posting pictures on my Instagram, which you can follow through that. I don't remember what my username is there, but you can go through that way. I don't know. Something or other. Uh, you can also listen to other podcast Filmside Chats. You can check out comicui.com. And you can also uh, follow the destination comics.com slash DNN for all the other stuff I, I've been working on. So we got a new show coming up and, and stuff I work on. So a lot of stuff in, in the gates this summer. Going to keep busy. But, um, again, like I keep saying, Mike, we had a spoiler cast this week. Two episodes! Probably going to be having a lot of that this summer, it seems like. Um, if people want to listen to that other episode and more of our show, where can they find that at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all of the all of the avenues that we host this show and also to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out that Orient Express trailer or if you want to see that model of uh, Sakaar, is that what we're calling it, of that alien, yeah. alien planet, uh, you can check that out in our show notes at SuperheroSlate.com. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to pick up a Superhero Slate shirt, you want to rock the show, you can you can get that at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. Uh, iTunes especially. Pop open that podcast app on your iPhone. Uh, go to us and leave us a review. We'd really love that. And if you're a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, mm-hmm. and especially this summer, it's probably going to be twice a week. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. And a, and a quick a sunburn update from when oh, I was right. talking about this last week. I'm officially peeling, Chris, so there you go. <laughs> it took you a whole week to peel? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's fun. I was going to say also about the t-shirts, I got another one. I ordered some more shirts from us. I uh, got them in and really liking the baseball cut tees. Um, the black sleeves go really well with the logo, even though I ordered dark navy. When it looks black, it looks really good. So. Yeah, and if and if you're on if you're under the normal regular color options, at the end of the list there, you can kind of get these heather 
heather colored options and they're really nice and really comfortable that's what i got all of my shirts in so i would recommend those but yeah mix and match make whatever color you want whatever size you can get on a mug mouse pad whatever you want to do man yeah yeah do it have some fun with it so all right that's our show for this week guys we'll catch you next week all right bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe wonderwoman.com is it porn is it porn? Nope, dccomics.com slash Wonder Woman. Man, that's no fun. Wonderwomen.com is a blank white screen. <laughs>